Aiden, do the thing. What's good, Creamers? What's good, Creamers? Welcome back. Uh, hopefully, you're listening to this after you just listened to our worst albums of the year episode. Uh, great fun, even though, like I explained in that episode, uh, because of my lack of music listening in 2020, something I'm not going to do again this year uh, in 2021. I'm only doing top fives for best and worst, and he's doing the full top ten. Um, but you know, hopefully you guys had fun hearing us rag on some bad music and now we're going to positivity, speak up some good tunes. Uh, so yeah, Aiden, how you doing? Uh, I'm recovering from talking about changes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a rough time. Um, very mentally vexing. Let me tell you something about changes with mm. That album doesn't have that yummy, yummy. <laughs> it certainly does not. Yeah, does not make you want to roll your eyes back and curl your toes. Oh God! <laughs> Which he says on that song. <laughs> it's amazing though, because like I I think that's like one of the few times in my like in my album listening experience I've been like, yeah, the worst song of the year was on the worst album of the year. <laughs> yeah, usually the worst song is like a single or it's yeah. on an album that had other songs that were actually decent. So it doesn't yeah, end just up something. But I was like, wow, that's like my worst album of the year has also like my worst song of the year. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I would also agree. Yummy being the worst single of the year uh, changes uh, ended up being number three for me. And it was mm-hmm. obviously Aiden's worst. Yeah. So, and if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and listen. It's got some good laughs and a good. It's it's a yeah, fun. Yeah. If for some reason you're a sadist or masochist <laughs> or whatever, and you want to listen to the bad albums and see how bad they are for real, you can go look. Yeah. And okay, so we're gonna talk about the best albums on this episode of 2020. Like mm-hmm. Vasant said, he's got five. I have ten. It's just because Vasant listened to about like 40 to 50 albums this year, and I listened to about 140 albums. This yeah, Aiden year. was grinding. Yeah, I yeah. fell off. Aiden was. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we are. These are again. Even if this was a crazy, wild, awful year that 2020 was, um, there was still some great music, which is great. You know. We love some You're good happy music. That to help. something good happened. Yeah, the thing is, like the the good releases were a bit far, like a bit farther and fewer in between than these typical. But they happened. Year. They did happen. There's literally one weekend that I think contributes three of my top out. Al- yeah, three three of my top albums comes from one weekend in this year, which is like that was like the greatest weekend of music I think I've ever had. Um, yeah, no, there was too, but... no, there was legitimately, there's legit, yeah, you're right. There's a legit stretch where it's like every good album really came out of that stretch. Yeah, I think like five of my 10 albums, like five of my top 10, 10 albums, or my top 10 albums of the year are from like the first like three weeks of April. I think that's right, actually. Yeah, it was that April funny. May stretch. There was some really good music. Yeah. And then it tied out for a while again. Then the back end of the year, there were some good, there were some really good releases too. Um, but yeah, so, so uh, we'll get into that in a second. But before we get into that, I'm going to tell you how the NFL playoffs are going to go. Okay. Because the playoffs oh. are starting tomorrow. We're recording this on Friday. Well, let, let me go. tell you, Soth, okay? Uh, I've, re- I've received documents, okay? Documents, documents. That show that the fix is in for the NFL playoffs, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you exactly how these playoffs are going to go. 
We're going to start in Tennessee, okay? Okay. The Ravens are going to get revenge on the Tennessee Titans for knocking them out of the playoffs last year in the first round. Okay. The, the Ravens are going to pull off an upset in Tennessee, knock out the Titans. They're going to neutralize the run as much as they can. As much as you can, I guess. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson is going to finally get off the, the keep the can playoff. In the playoff game yeah. narrative. I personally am picking Tennessee, but that's just me. But again, I, these are documents from the NFL. Song, okay. okay, I know. I'm still yeah. picking Tennessee. Yeah, but I got documents. <laughs> All right. You want what else this document is telling me? What? The head coachless Browns are going to fall to the Steelers in Pittsburgh. It's very unfortunate what's happening to them with yeah. COVID fucking up uh, yeah. the play calling from Stefanski to them not really being able to even practice properly. Uh, I know uh, I would also pick Pittsburgh to win, but I will say if they manage to lose, it'll be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life. And I'll tell you this. It's going to be a close game despite that, too. Well, because that's the Steelers what the only play one me. half of good football. They never play yeah. two. Yeah. And that, that's what the documents are telling me here is that the Steelers will play one good half and beat them. Yeah. That's all and they really need to be. It'll be close, but they'll win. Okay. I'm um, also picking Pittsburgh on that one. And this is all for – I'm going to go through the AFC bracket first. I'll do the NFC bracket. I'll tell you the Super Bowl uh-huh. winner too. All right? Mm-hmm. The Bills are going to circle the wagons like crazy over the Colts. It's not yeah, going to be, be the Colts. I'm it, and it's going to be like a two-plus score win. Josh okay. Allen g- continues his hot play. Yeah, just it, it's gonna it's not it's gonna be ugly. I'll tell you that. Okay, Bills are gonna circle okay. all over them. Philip Rivers continues to struggle in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and this might be retirement season if that's how it goes. I, don't know. I think it. I think it. I think it kind of is, but yeah. whatever. Um, the Chiefs and the Ravens are gonna play. The Chiefs. Are those all the games? The chi- for, yeah, that is. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the wild card round. Okay. Then this Chiefs is are gonna beat the Ravens. Ravens. Chiefs are beating the Ravens. Okay. They're not. It's not going to be like a huge blowout. It's not going to be in the Monday Night Football game. Yeah, but it'll be closer. But the Chiefs will have control the entire time. Okay. Like it's gonna like the score will be close, but you're like the entire time watching the game, you're gonna be like, yeah, the Chiefs are gonna. It's like a wire to wire sort of thing. Exactly. You keep the lead the whole time. Yeah. Exactly. The Bills and the Steelers. Okay. Ooh. Rematch. Yeah, the rematch and the Steelers' bad habit of playing only one good half of football is going to come back and bite them. And the bills, will circle, the, bills. the bills will circle the wagons all over them. Because everyone wants Chiefs Bills anyway. So. Yeah. And the Bills will circle those wagons and beat the Steelers, okay? That one and might the, be close-ish, but I feel like the Bills will probably pull away at like the end type thing. Exactly. You know? That's what I'm seeing. On the documents, I mean, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. <laughs> Again, from the NFL song. This is all true. from the NFL. Okay. I, I'm going to be shown to be true. Chiefs Bills, okay? Mm-hmm. In Kansas City, the Looks Bills like... are going to circle the wagons. Again. <laughs> Again. They will not stop circling the wagons, these Bills. Okay? And it says I'm it gonna, in the document. Quote, I'm gonna, they will I circle would the, the wagons Chiefs. again. Yeah, I just believe the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl anyway. But yeah, Look, I understand I mean, why you believe that, but I, I, I hate to tell you, I got the documents here. Buddy. I know, I know you got the documents. So Josh <laughs> Allen continues his torrid pace, I guess. Stephon yeah. Diggs balls out again. Yeah, and it's going to be a big game. It's going to be like a 35, like 30. Like shootout type energy. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Okay, but the Bills will pull out. That's the AFC. The Bills are on the AFC side for the Super Bowl. Yep. All right, now I'm going over to the NFC. Okay. And yes, I did get documents about the NFC too. 
Okay. Um, from a Schmodger Schmadel, take what you Schmodger take what you Schmodel. want from that. Okay, take okay. what you want. From I that. hope you know this episode will not be out by the time the playoffs happen. So our picks oh, I know. Will, th- these documents better be right, Aiden. <laughs> yeah, I know they'll be right. They'll be right. These are documents. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're documents. Okay, continue. <laughs> uh, it looks like they've tried to. They're trying to silence Aiden and his documents right now. <laughs> Smodger Schmidel found the boy, and he said, "Nah, sir." All right, you will. You will not leak the playoff results today. Yeah, that, you see, Goodell's trying to stop it. Or sorry, Schmidel doesn't want you all to know. <laughs> uh, like, I'm not going to reveal my sources. <laughs> Even if I just did. <laughs> so, we have the Washington football team, the seven and nine Washington football team versus the Buccaneers, who are eleven and five. Who do you think is going to win that, Vasam? I, okay, I think it's the Bucks, but I do think it'll be closer than people might be giving them credit. Well, for. let me tell you something, Vasant. The documents tell me it's the Washington football team. <laughs> if they win, I will. That'd be so funny. Their pass <laughs> rush is going to eat yeah. up Tom Brady. They have Tom, a great. They have a good defense. The problem is that I don't know how they're going to score. <laughs> I'll tell you how they're going to score. Okay, right. on a 270-yard performance from Alex Smith in a tight, low-scoring game. The Washington football team is going to pull it out twenty to sixteen. I don't know why when you said two or twenty to seventeen. Like, my bad, twenty to seventeen. I was like, wow, fucking Antonio Gibson or whatever goes crazy. No, it's going to be on the back of Alex Smith mostly, and <laughs> we're all going to love it, Alex. and we're all going to feel inspired. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The Seattle Seahawks and the LA Rams. My least favorite game of all of them. <laughs> yes, yes. But the Seahawks, off of a strong defensive performance, off aren't they playing defense, the backup this week anyway? Is, is they Goff might be. In? Wolford might be in. That's that's currently unconfirmed. The documents didn't tell me who's starting and who's not. You know. Oops! I just hit my microphone with my paper of documents with all my with my packet. Um. So. Uh, the. Seahawks are going to beat the Rams, okay? Okay, that's what it's I would gonna, also say. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but a frustrating game. As in, like, <laughs> as in, it's going to be low-scoring. No, no, not like that. Like, like seventeen to three type, seventeen to six type. You know? Oh, where like one team can't score at all, and the other team can sort of score, but not. Yeah, very and they well. just kind of build up, and like it, you just know it's over, like entering like halftime. You know it's done, but yeah. you keep watching because it's tight. That type of game. I forgot we get football tomorrow. Yeah, we do. Saturday That'll football. Yeah. The Saints and the Bears, okay? <laughs> oh, Saints Lord are going to beat the Bears. Mars. Saints are going to yeah. beat the Bears. It's not going to be close. Um, on the back Alvin of who, gonna, uh, On Kamara? the back of Alvin Kamara, yeah. Okay. Kamara's going to do some damage. Um. Then we have the Packers and the Washington football. Can I just say, I want the Bears to win because Drew Brees will not only retire and it will be at the hands of Mitch Trubisky, but Mitch Trubisky will stick as the quarterback. Oh, he'll get, he'll get like a $20 million extension. If they win a playoff game, it would be so funny. But I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. I have the documents here. Um, As much as I want it to happen. Uh. The Packers and the Washington football team now, okay? Oh, come on. Don't even. The Washington football team is going to fight valiantly. But Aaron Rodgers just cannot be stopped right now. It's also them. in Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. It's in Lambeau Field. But, yeah, Washington's not going to be able to stop him. They can't contain him. Come on, bro. MVP Aaron can't be losing the first playoff yeah. game. Packers win. They move on. Okay. And then the Seahawks other one... and Saints. 
That's a this... fun one. The Beast Quake rematch. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a battle, okay? Wait, does that... Wait, hold on. Give me a sec. So wait, yeah. if Tampa Bay wins, does that mean Rodgers plays Brady again? Yes. <laughs> okay. But that's not happening. I'm sorry. I, I, I want that narrative and I want that matchup, but like I oh, like I have it. That's going to be tough happening. if Tampa wins because aside from Brady, like no one on that team knows what it's like to play in the fucking snow. Yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, sorry. Yes. Uh, no, you're good. Saints, Beast Quake 2. Yes, and it's going to be a tight, tight game. Finals, it's going to come down to like the last second, essentially. Who gets the last drive? The Saints get the last drive. Ah, because if Russ gets it, Russ won't cash in. So mm-hmm. it's going to be 24 to uh, 20 entering that. So they need a touchdown to win, okay? Uh huh. Drew Brees is going to complete a pass over the middle to Mike, to the now healthy Michael Thomas. Uh huh. He'll be tackled about three yards short of the end zone. They're going to rush to the line to try and spike it because they are going to be out of timeouts. But they will just be about a second too late, and the Seahawks are just going to barely pull it out. They're going to win by three yards. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And then we're going to get Seahawks-Packers, okay? Ah, rematch. They've played so many times in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The Seahawks offense up to this point in the playoffs is going to be struggling. However, they're mediocre have, at best. Yeah, mediocre. They're not going to be great. However, when they play the Packers, they're going to explode in Lambeau. The, what I'm reading right here, the Seahawks are going to blow out the Packers. Aaron okay. Rodgers is going to try and carry them to the win, but it's not going to be enough. It's going to be a final score of like 40 to 27. It's not even going to be close, man. Don't even bother Damn. watching it. It's not a game. I'll tell you, man. You're, you do know that that's – that if they make it, it'll be the first time Aaron Rodgers has played at home in an NFC Championship game. Is that true? That's yes, crazy. he has never played at all the NFC Championship games he's been in. They've always been on the road. He's never. Well, there you go. An experience that's going to kill him. <laughs> okay, right. so that sets up so, our Super Bowl matchup. Okay, Seahawks Bills, huh? That's the cool. Seahawks and the Bills. I'm, I'm being you, really okay. lame and I'm predicting Chiefs Packers, but I think I just kind of want to see that personally. I, I don't blame you because that's like the MVP and the runner up to MVP. It'd be fun. But yeah. if the Bills make it, it'll be super fun too. Like Bills Packers mm-hmm. would be cool too. Yeah, but it's not Bills Packers. It's Bills it's Seahawks. Bills Seahawks. Okay. And let me tell you, Josh Allen is going to torch them. Why is Josh Allen not have Josh Allen's just on a historic playoff run? Historic run here, okay? He's going he to hasn't torch been bad in weeks. The Seahawks are going to stain the game not through the arm of Russell Wilson, but from the legs of Chris Carson. Oh, Chris Carson game. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a Chris Carson game, okay? It's going to be tight. It's going to be close. But as a certain sort of like in like a like I don't know exactly how to say this, but like a cathartic win for the Bills. You want to know what's going to happen? What? Instead of missing that long field goal like they did against the Giants in their first Super Bowl ever, that wound up losing them the game. Same situation. They're going to make that field goal. Tyler Bass will nail a game-winning field goal as time expires to give the Buffalo Bills their first Super Bowl win. And you know why, Vasant? Because no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. And, um, are we giving Super Bowl MVP to Josh Allen or is it Stephon? Josh team? Allen's MVP. Josh Allen, yeah, so that's that's um that's what I'm that I'm reading here. Bold it's all gonna the documents to tell me that I'm gonna get a good Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I know. Um, but the documents usually we don't, don't get them back to back because last year's was good. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you the documents don't lie, man. 
<laughs> so is the weekend halftime show good? Is that written in there? Oh yeah, the weekend halftime show is actually pretty good. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Thanks. Thanks uh, lines. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> thanks, Smodger Schmidel. Yeah. Thank thank you for my source, Smodger Schmidel. Uh no relation to the I Roger can't wait for you to be like exactly right or completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Both are equally likely, I feel like. <laughs> you know what's going to be funny? I'm going to be watching the game, and what if what something you said is going to happen? Washington like, football team beats the Buccaneers? Yeah, or like the the like circumstance of like if the Saints and the Seahawks play yes, and Michael like, Thomas gets tackled. Michael like Thomas three, getting like, sure, that's it. like just shoveled right before the goal line. That would be, dude, if that happens, I'm going to be like, I'm the Oracle, whatever. That's it. <laughs> Well, so uh, so that's that's what the documents are telling me, though. So that's it's that was it's some breaking news for y'all. Uh, yeah. So you heard it here first. Some okay? breaking late news. But yeah. On on Friday, January eighth. That's when we're recording this, right before the playoffs start. And you can tell if Adam was right, and if he was wrong, you can DM him and make fun of him. Yeah, <laughs> please do. <laughs> so uh, all right. So now that we've got that out there, music. Yeah, I'm ready, man. Let's do it. Cool. Oh, I so guess you want we'll to do, do 10 same. through 6? I was going to say, yeah. I'd say we do the same thing as last time where we'll do 10 through 6, your 5 through 2, then my 5 through 2, then our number 1s. Okay? Yeah. Sounds good. So, to start out, at number 10 on my list, I have Mac Miller's Circles. Mm. This is the most likely last album we're ever going to see. I think it is the last we're ever going to see, actually. There was some rumblings of, like, some other stuff being put together, but I don't know if it'll actually Yeah, unless it's, like, just, like, a compilation of, like, some B-sides and things that, like, kind of just never saw the live day, demos, whatever, you know? Um, This should be the last studio album we ever get from the late Mac Miller. Uh, In my opinion, it is his best album. It is a good posthumous album. Yes, and I, I think that this and swimming kind of go head to head for best. I think this is slightly better than swimming. It's close though. It's very close. Cause that's like an, an incredible one, two punch of albums right there. Um, Mac Miller kind of a band, like not abandoned hip hop. I don't want to say it that way. He switches his sound to a um, more indie songwriter type. Okay. With a lot mm-hmm. more singing, a lot more melodies, a lot more just instrumentals that are made. Shoot, a lot like of like little funk kind of put yeah. in there. Little a jam, little, little jam sessions that. happening on some of these tracks. Yeah. Um, one of the most emotional albums. The one most like emotional. I had one of the more emotional reactions listening to this album. Obviously, um, I remember. It was tough, I was, man. Yeah, I remember I was flying home for whatever reason, like some sort of break. Was it for spring break? I don't know. Maybe nah, this did come out earlier in 2020. Yeah, I was flying home for whatever reason. And I remember I was waiting for my Uber and the song Hand Me Downs came on. And I just felt myself tear up and start to like lose it. And I had to just pause the song and stop because I was like, I can't be crying like right before I get into this Uber. You know, it I was, was like, that, that's not allowed. I can't do that. Yeah, right he he has a very like so his voice can kind of come off as like sleepy sounding sometimes mm-hmm. but like i don't know how if he if like it's he there's like somehow some way his voice just always seems to just it just hits you know it the hits. way the kind of he he kind of sings or sing songy you know the way he kind of like 
says the words combined with fantastic production and whoever helped finish it the guy who was in charge of mixing mastering and putting together the rest of the songs and the production did a fantastic job oh absolutely there was obviously so much care put into this you know you could Um, tell and it was really sad hearing some of the lyrics in retrospect i think the first song that came out right i'm so sorry about dropping my microphone what was the first song that came out when this for this good news yeah that uh the whole thing about like you know he he had lyrics about like not wanting to like you know not wanting to be in pain or maybe not wanting to be here and it's sad man like you know especially considering what happened um and just it was powerful stuff and i'm glad that for once in a blue moon we get a posthumous album that's put together by a mix of producers and, you know, whoever is associated with the artist that actually turned out being good. Cause usually they're yeah. not good. It's rare to have one with such care put into it, honestly. Cause like, I think that's what's important. Like... It's not like a label yeah. trying to put this out. It's like Mac Miller's like associates who care about him like a lot. Yeah. It's like, it's, it, it feels so much better than just like all those like XXX and posthumous yeah. releases, which were just like, so sloppy and just like obviously just cash grabs yeah like, and you could tell and i think a lot of the money obviously goes to support his family but i think even they're putting that money into like he i think he probably has like a foundation and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff so circles man good album like Very really good, good album yeah. i wouldn't say it's his best i like swimming better personally no, but that's fair that's completely fair i really like circles a lot yeah. it's a great album all right it was album of the year for a while, <laughs> the early part yeah, of the cause year. Because there, there was a long stretch of just where there was like nothing good coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So my number nine album of the year. I think mm-hmm. this is the only debut album on here. Yeah, it is. This is the only debut album to make this. And I have no debuts either. Yeah. De- Deontay Hitchcock's Better. Uh, uh, that one single uh, with him and uh, Jid. Oh, I Got Money Now. That's a great song. Yeah, that's awesome, right? Um, yeah, so this is the, the debut out of New Jersey rapper Deontay Hitchcock. Uh, it's, it is just a really fun collection of songs, really. There's not particularly uh, a, like a narrative thread to this, but it's just the strength of the songs is really good. He's great on it. Uh, he's got a certain type of... He's just got like this really like uh, really attractive personality where like you want to just like enjoy everything he's doing on this you know he's got great energy yeah the energy's just there and it's great energy it's really good production and really nice beat choice and the i was gonna say for a debut album he's got like some high high class features he's got jid miguel on there and like just a bunch of like big names in the industry already behind him mm-hmm. and he make he gets the most out of them too they all show up you know and uh I'll tell, like I'll tell you, I I think he's got a very I think Deontay Hitchcock's got a very bright future. Yeah, man. Uh, he's I I the name I've heard it and I've heard I think a couple songs here and there. I didn't really get to listen to this one, but dude's talented, and I'm glad he got to put out a project, and I'm glad it was really good. So shout out Deontay Hitchcock, probably definitely going to be I think like an artist to watch for sure. Yeah. Especially because his debut, if his debut is already making a top 10 list, then, you know, you got to see. Yeah, that's that's on. huge. That's huge right there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. My number eight is West Side Guns Pray for Paris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I can't do that. Can you do that noise again? God, that's awesome. I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. All right. West Side Gun is a professional ad libber. (laughs) Who released two albums this year. No, three. Three three of a song. He was busy this year. Yeah. He released three albums this year, okay? One was bad. One was pretty good. And the other was great. Pray for Paris is obviously the great one. Uh, it is. Which part? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. Okay, I'm just cool. Listening. Okay. Yeah. Um, the it's a great collection of songs with just some immaculate production done on them too. It's very luxurious. Yes, it's just so. It's the the, the reason it's called Pray for Paris. I found out is because it's um, it's it's a kind of a play on. Uh, yay and jay-z's uh n-words in paris you know where uh, it's like now that we're here pray for paris because like we made it up here you know like now uh, that we're here cool. i'm, I'm a cause yeah, we in the louvre listening to pray for paris exactly you know like i'm gonna like now that i'm here i'm i'm gonna cause a little trouble um yeah the yeah like i said it's got these beautiful piano type beats that are just so pretty and fun little samples here and there too though yeah a lot of like wwf wwe samples too which are a lot of which are always interesting yeah um he west side gun just has a certain way of rapping on this that just is perfect with all this he it's like a very high he's got like a higher pitched voice but it sounds cool i don't know why like the way he says shit is cool yeah and like the, the guys from gazelle all had a great year uh conway the machine had a good album benny the butcher had two good albums uh like again west side had two he good albums one one. he's okay yeah, yeah benny the butcher got shot oh my god i forgot about that for a sec he's okay though yeah like you said he's gonna be okay so and Paris has a pretty good feature list too i think tyler's on here freddie's yeah. on there oh my gosh yeah yeah they like it's it's just it's joey's those, on there like, yeah he is yeah joey's on there Pray for Paris is just like a masterclass in just how to do like a good lyrical hip hop hip hop album. It's a very you know? it's a very straightforward album, but that's fine. Like you can yeah. be really simple and be really good at it. What was also amazing though too is like the piano beats are like like the piano type beats are like the first half of the album, you know. And then it changes. Yeah, there's like a shift. Yeah, and it was literally ha- it, it literally happened right when I said, okay, I like these beats, but I'm gonna need more diversity. I need like more. And the album said, yeah, here we go, chief. Yeah, it just immediately flipped like all different sounds and everything. I was like, oh, that's perfect. I was like, thank you. But yeah, West Side Guns Fair Fairs, great album. Awesome. I highly recommend it. And for he like, released the best and worst album of his career in the same Yeah, year. exactly. Look at that range, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Fair Fairs, great. Awesome. Um, my number seven is fiona apples fetch the bolt cutters ah yeah it's not number one aiden i guess you're a misogynist (laughs) (laughs) yes i remember that narrative with the fantana review yeah because he gave it a seven seven (laughs) yeah which he gave he gave he gave gave dam a six we know that's like (laughs) he does that yeah no wait he gave dam a seven that was it yeah dam a seven and lil pump a seven that was it yeah yeah that's right um so he gave my be- dark, uh, my beautiful dark twist fantasy six. That's the that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, okay. Anyway, fetch the bolt cars by Fiona Apple is not a pleasant listen at all. <laughs> it's a very challenging one with a bunch of sounds that are just very out there and experimental. I've listened the to first- Shamika. 
That's the Shemeika's one song I've great. heard. Really like that song. Shamika's a banger. I'll just completely probably say like, the I'm most saying, normal sounding one too. Yeah, I'm saying all this, but Shamika's a banger. Okay, like I'm just straight out. Yeah, it's um, a banger. yeah, but so this is just an example of. Oh, but man, they don't want Aiden to talk about women. So now Zoom is sexist. Man, can't let can't let a woman have a what a number seven ranking on a list without cutting my man's off. Yeah. Oh wow. They they cut me off again. Darn it. They cut. They they. Okay. They cut them so, off. So this a lot of this album anyway. It's anyway a lot of this album. It's it's very weird sounding. It's very out there. It's very all that such you know. Um, but uh. Fiona on this, it's it's really about like her experience as a woman in today's age. Yeah. And because of that, and how being a woman in today's age is not always easy, listening to this album and listening to a lot of the topics in the songs are not always easy. It is purposely challenging. Mm-hmm. And I really like a lot of it. Um, I very much appreciate that on the first track of the album, she basically started making dolphin noises at the end of it. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, but it was kind of dope too. I, I liked it. Um, I fuck with it. Yeah, basically like for dolphins. Me, it's, it's really good. It's very experimental. Like I said, very challenging. Uh, to the point where it's very inaccessible. As in, like it's tough to just pick out a song and listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like I could say the same thing, kind of like to pimp butterflies a little bit like that as well, because it's just so dense, you know. Yeah, it's a um, piece. Yeah, it, it's it's art. It's meant to be ingested from like the number one track to the last track. Like that's yeah. just how it is. Definitely, um, like I think if you're a woman, I think you'd it, because of the way she's speaking on experiences that I imagine are unique to mm-hmm. like if you're a woman, you're more likely to have them, or there's a certain perspective you have. I definitely think this album, like obviously as guys, like we try and be understanding, but you can never truly understand anyone, let alone a perspective yeah. that you know we're guys. So yeah, exactly. I think if you're a woman who's, you know, been in difficult positions, I think there's a lot here for you. And I, I'm saying that as someone who's only really listened to a track and read up on this a bit. So Yeah, I, I agree with what Vassan says about that, too. Um, but, you know, it's I, I really like it. And I put that seven based on the fact that just like there's some experimental moments and some songs that I just don't think fully click, you know. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's just a very impressive uh, it's very impressive all put together that's just completely true and then um once i go number on six. to my i was gonna say my number six album of the year mm-hmm. is open mike eagles anime trauma yes, and that's a great one that's a great one right there he um, continues to be like i i don't know man the dude's honestly one of the most relatable rappers out there even though he's you know done he's a you know different from me he's you know older than me but I don't know, man. The dude just has a great way of capturing, like, he's done this a lot in the past, just capturing humanity, you know? Like, just mm-hmm. regular people shit, yeah. you know? Being he's... bummed out, going through tough times, all of that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, literally, like, this album is about exactly what the album title says. Anime, trauma, and divorce. And divorce. Okay? He literally just went through a divorce in real life. So he wrote an album kind of about his emotions throughout all of this. There's a lot of references to uh, popular animes that he's a fan of that he just like yeah. kind of relates his life to. there's a song where he legit just has a power fantasy about being in an anime is that i'm a joe star right yeah yeah exactly it's a jojo's like, bizarre joe adventure star. I think. yeah i'm a joe star yeah that's, yeah, and he that's, starts that's saying like good. 
and this Joseph, he's African. <laughs> he also says that, like, I'm not black, I'm a Joe star, I think, right? Because he's just yeah. like, it's a fantasy, it's about just. And like, he talks you know. about how his Joe star would live in LA and drive like a sedan or something. Yeah. Awesome. It it's it's simultaneously like one of the funniest albums of the year while being also one of the saddest ones too. yeah he captures the human it. condition well like he's always been a yeah. funny rapper like he's got a lot of albums that yeah. are like basically like comedy but like in wordplay and stuff it's so. it, it, it's really funny it is and like he he um he absolutely just like he's doesn't shy away from his emotions on it either and what he's been put through through this tough time in his life but he, again, he can still kind of find ways to laugh at, even if that's just kind of like a coping mechanism, like uh, the episode, like like the song uh, Black, Black Mirror, Mirror episode. episode yeah, so there's literally a song about how a Black Mirror episode is apparently like the final straw that like, it, like broke caused like marriage. a big fight. Yeah. I want to know what episode it is. That yeah, I want to like... know, man. But he like shit, he just shit says that, like, came with a content yeah. warning. He says like I forget what it was, but it's like we should watch something else. Like I forget what he said, like something else on Netflix. I forget what it was, but it's it's very funny too. Where he's just he can laugh at, it, and I appreciate that too. He yeah, it's and you it. can tell like he's coping by creating this music. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's he he continues to do what he does best. It's it's well written. It's funny. It's conceptual in like terms of like there's themes and stuff. He just always makes he always just pens things that are put together and are relatable too. So yeah. good job. He's great. All right, Sam, do you want to go to your five through two now? Yes. Uh, My number five is probably, I'd say out of the top five, my five here, it's the most fun I had listening to an album. Definitely the most ignorant, but also the most fun. All right, let me hear it. Um, It is, (laughs) it is Savage Mode 2. (laughs) Ah, let's go (laughs) (laughs) it is by far these two have created something so like i remember like i when savage mode one came out i was still not really a big 21 guy yeah but i think i think the world's collectively come around on 21 yeah he's got a lot better i think yeah oh he definitely i think yeah the his last was that i was greater than i am or something yeah that or i am greater than i was that's it yeah that that was a good album and then this one was just fun like metro's production is just uh, otherworldly at this point when he wants to honestly oh and clearly he he puts this duo is fantastic uh glock in my laps like the beats are like cinematic yeah oh my glock in my lap is one of my favorite songs of the year i think it's just so my lap lap. (laughs) It's, it's aggressive also, beyond belief. It's got one of my favorite. It's got two of my favorite lines of the year. One is Chuck E. Cheese rat. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, uh, it was like, you talking bad that I'm about that I'm from the UK. It's like this chopper will still go spray spray. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you talking that shit, but I'm pulling up with that thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, even if I'm British, I'll still pull up with that thing. I, will, I also so like, fun. uh, rich n-word shit oh yes that's great dun, 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 i do a lot of uh, and uh snitches and rats was fun brandy oh, yes. like, once again br- stepping on n-words absurd <laughs> oh god yeah everything about this album is it's like and i mean i think they're both from a, uh the 
I mean, I know 21 Savage UK, but like Georgia, Atlanta, right? That's mm-hmm. I think for both. Yeah, he was raised in Atlanta. He was from the UK for a very brief and time. And Metro is also Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah, just and I imagine if you're from Atlanta, there's a lot of like character of the city in reflected in this music. But it's just it's like horror, like cinematic horror, because this came out near Halloween, so it was perfect. Oh yeah, it was it was perfectly devious for Halloween. It was cinematic horror-y sort of in the production sometimes. It was grimy, it was kind of flashy, it was fun. It has amazing album art. It's like a throwback to like the old bling era covers, but it's like it's, cool looking. It's perfectly gaudy. I'll say that. Like it's yeah. gaudy, but in all like in the best and like I say that in like a compliment. As an overall package, it's fantastic from start to finish. It's just fun. Like, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed myself listening to it. Yes, I would never do, like, 99% of the things they talk about. <laughs> I, you know, I had a lot. But it's just fun. Like, it's ignorant. You sort of turn your brain off and just kind of get lost in the world that is created in Savage Mode 2, which is it's so fun. So Absolutely. it gets number five. It's it's one of the, I think you'd agree, like, even if it's not on your top 10, it's definitely one of the more fun listens. from. Oh, from- yeah, it's probably, like, my top 20 of the year, easily. Yeah, like, I, w- I would say that. It's probably yeah. like an honorable mention even for me. Like just, it's, it's just so much fun. It's just, it's and a great time. I think we need another uh, 21 Savage Metro and Offset project. Yes, I agree. I also uh, think we should get a third Savage mode at one point. We probably like, will. Even if it's like a few it. years down the line. Like I'll just make like, it a trilogy. Make a trilogy. Yeah, you have to at this point. It's just, it's his best work. Because 21's better is better and Metro's continues to just get even more improved as a producer even though i don't think he needs yeah you know he just keeps him he just keeps getting better it's crazy yeah um so moving on number four for me is uh mac miller's circles Mm, um i will say in a year i don't remember where swimming finished in 2019 Mm because that year i remember was a little more loaded with music that was a very loaded year so i might not have made it top 10 and i'm not circles might not have even made top 10 or top five in this case in a more loaded year but that doesn't mean it's not a good listen um and sort of like yeah it's very like i said it's sad obviously considering what happened to the to mac and some of the lines he says and you kind of relate that to what ended up being the cause of his untimely passing but it just felt like for the duration of the album as sad and reflective as it could be it's just sort of kind of felt like you kind of got whisked away in a way to sort of this sort of like dreamscape wherever you know i don't know how to explain it but it just sort of kind of took you somewhere it's a little otherworldly yeah yeah like it's sort of like you know yeah mac had a lot of problems and things he was sad about but he was getting better and i think some of the and unfortunately you know what happened happened but i think some of the improvements and the his growth was reflected in the music you know and yeah, there's some honestly the production is is just a one like obviously max performance is really good too especially with what they had of it though i can i think he recorded most of this because this is supposed to be a companion album yeah definitely it's supposed to be swimming in circles or something like that but yeah production is beautiful honestly like blue world has like a really like funky like Mm -hmm. electric beat sort of thing and i don't know man it's just lush and beautiful it you know i guess the best way to describe it is you know mac clearly went through a lot of stuff so your mind can get kind of muddled and stormy so it felt like this was like 
this was like an oasis in like a really dense forest or like not even a forest like a desert you know what i mean yeah yeah you know like it just felt like this place of peace despite whatever was going on outside of it so especially because like it it was like the only great album in the year for a long time yeah so i mean aiden said a lot about it too it's a great listen it's emotional listen um and if this ends up being the last like full mac miller project i think it's honestly a great way to end you know yeah definitely so number four rest easy mac miller circles uh my number three uh would be number one if we were ranking album art um <laughs> yeah really but number three uh surprising because i've never been like a huge huge I've, I've liked the dude but i've never been like a big fan like you know i've always just sort of like liked his stuff oh, i think i know what this is neutral but number three is Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon. Yeah, I figured it was. Okay. First of all, great cover. I mean, oh, yeah. Awesome. Immensely cover. amazing cover art. Um, I, I, legit was, I legit was about to order the vinyl just because I wanted that cover. <laughs> but then I listened to it and I was like, wow, this is a pretty good album. Yeah. There you um, go. Did you order the vinyl, have, by the way? I did, yeah. I ended up. Good for you, man. Um, so, Man on the Moon 3... I mean, as the title says, it, you you really feel like you're in space. Like, it really does make you float, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think, so, if you're younger, or maybe you weren't a huge Cuddy person, a lot of people might listen to this and be like, wow, this sounds a lot like, there's, like, a lot of Travis Scott here. But Cuddy's the precursor to Travis Scott. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, that, right? There is, there is no Travis without Cuddy. Completely true. Yeah. And, I and think it like, there's really... also no Travis without like no uh, 808s and heartbreaks either. Really yeah. Too, included in. But there's a lot of Travis sounds in the sense like Travis has his, a sound that's inspired by Cuddy. And then they did that song together. And then Cuddy does like a lot of some of the Travis Scott stuff shows up here, but he does it in his own way. You know what I mean? I think Travis, I think Cuddy's Travis, like I'm not going to call it an impersonation, but Cuddy with that sort of Astro World type sound. I think he really does lean more on the psychedelic and like sort of dreamy side of it, right? Yeah. And I mean, dude's harmonizing ability has always been like the, his melodies and all that has always been the thing he rests his hat on, the humming and all of that. And, you know, you see that like early on, I think you see a lot more of like what you could call the Cuddy Travis, like a lot of this like more updated version of what uh, updated version of the cuddy sound and then i think in the back half it's still like obviously it's up to date but like he reverts a little more to his like his cuddy isms the humming comes back a lot more in the back half whenever and, cuddy hums it's immaculate yeah you know what i mean though like the first half i think was a little more different than what he would have expected and then the back half i think he goes back to what he's comfortable with or what he yeah. usually does which isn't yeah. bad he does a great job all around um the only real issue on this album is the, the the aside from like yeah some songs that get a little too like lost in space you know yeah um, and the probably the biggest error is that Tripper Red feature is terrible <laughs> like he had yeah. no reason to be on that song yeah dude Trippy's Trippy's having a rough go recently yeah um, bad streak of music for him and man oh man that uh that song with Pop Smoke and Skepta. Mm. There you go. Comes on and you just hear pop smoke all up in your go. Uh. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Pop. You, yeah, you R. deserve R. better. But 
<laughs> I just like how Skeptic comes in and goes, pop smoke, big smoke. <laughs> <laughs> You're making him sound so much more like classically Posh. British. No, he's yeah, much, so more much more aggressive. I love that. Just like I, just like his, how, I, I would love if there was a uh, a British rapper that sounded so posh. There is a comedian Pops who does that, like a bit like that. Uh, oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, that's funny. But you know, his bars were just real hard about like you know about like telling venues to have room because he's bringing the whole crew with him or whatever. Like that's hard. Yeah, yeah, hard. It, that song's hard. Uh, te- I like tequila shots, and I like Cuddy. Like you know, like. You know, maybe part of it has to do with me just like, you know, dealing with, you know, stuff back home. But like, he talks about like his mental health stuff really well, I think. You know, like, yeah, definitely. He uses really good, like, uh, I guess, symbolism for like talking about like a fighting a war and, you know, feeling bad for other people, like bystanders kind of ending up being somewhat collateral in a battle that's not even theirs. And like, I feel for the guy, but you can also tell he's doing a lot better. And that's really good to see because he was in a real bad place, I know, for a while. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy for Cuddy that he um that he's he seems to be getting the help that he's needed, you know, and like that's yeah. great for him. And if this is the last of the Man on the Moon series, I think it's a good way to go out because it's one of the best albums I've heard from him in a while. I think most people would mm-hmm. say. Um, I did like parts of Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying, but yeah, parts, parts, just not all of it. <laughs> um, just not as a whole product. Yeah, so good for Cuddy number three and number two is the album that should win grammy for album of the year uh it's or rap f- album of the year right yeah rap album yeah. of the year should go to freddie gibbs and alchemist for alfredo freddie May gibbs has song? not missed real, i just want to real quick say the only reason i know this wasn't your number one is because i know what your number one is and i was like i know alfredo is somewhere on his list and you just hadn't said it yet i was yeah. like there we go yeah like Freddie Gibbs has not missed in a long time. Yeah, dude, he is incredible. That's like... And Alchemist's production on this is absurd. The sampling, the the way the opening... Is the opening track 1985? I think so, yeah. Yeah, the way that opening track comes on with that sample of the dude, he's just talking, and then like he starts making like a rhythm, I guess, or something, and then the beat oh, just yeah. comes in. And Freddie Gibbs talking about the... 1985 i'm like the bulls because i travel with a cocaine circus like perfect amazing oh i think that came out around the time it came out like near like right after last dance came out too which means he watched that means that he watched that and wrote that bar it's so funny he he's just okay i just have to say this first of all freddie gibbs is just ridiculous at this point because he's like each year he just put like he's just going to put something out it's going to be great and that's what's happening now and he'd be horny on twitter a lot but all the time yeah um but yeah that's just like this this man is crazy like he's just he just won't stop being great you know yeah and the merch by the way the alfredo merch has been fire that whole concept oh yeah it's amazing amazing. I really wish like it came out like I really wish this album kind of came out in 2021 because I might have like a career at that point. And I could just like drop so much money on it. Yeah. And I hope they win a Grammy because it'd be seeing him even get nominated. It was really cool because it's like it's like it doesn't fit the Grammys thing. It's like an underground rap album. But yeah, if if it wins rap album of the year, that's going to be incredible. I'd be so happy for him. It's an amazing album, like amazing album. It's, it's also practically it's like half an hour long. Yeah, it's yeah. 35 minutes. I gave it a nine and a half. I think, I don't even know why, honestly. <laughs> but 
there I, there probably was like a track or maybe there was like a kind of like a part where maybe i sort of thought because eh. you yeah. got to get picky at some point yeah. you know but i mean i could easily say this is a 10 like honestly yeah the, the, uh, like, this it's it's just freddy's just so good at this point he just yeah, can't and stop he, he works with elite producers mad lib yeah. on like bandana i think this is better than bandana i would say that too honestly yeah and I uh, love Bandana. And Bandana is absurd. Giannis, uh, which has Anderson Pac, great feature. Oh, uh, yeah. The song with Killer Mike and Pusha oh, T. Yeah. 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 No, he is absurdly, he is like, I call certain rappers like rap machines in the sense like they rap so well, but they do it so effortlessly. And he's in that category. Killer Mike is in there too. So, like, he's just so good. And he's going to continue to be good. I. Like, the worst thing he's released is the first album he released after being, like, locked up after that lady falsely accused him of sexually assaulting her. Yeah. Like, Amsterdam. That album was fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was, like, okay. But yeah. since then, it's been, like, a just uninterrupted stream of flames. He's greatness, man. It's just excellence. He just can't be stopped. Like <laughs> and, uh, There's was that project he did with Currency, Fetty. That was really good. It's like, Freddie, just miss once. Like, just come on, make us all. And he feel doesn't like, miss on Twitter too. He'd be talking like this shit. Yes. <laughs> make us all feel like you're mortal, man. Just something, you know? Yeah, he is absurd. He's absurdly horny, and he's absurdly good at rapping. <laughs> so <laughs> that's also true. Alfredo deserves its spot in the top five, number two, and I'll stop there. So, Aiden, you want to pick up with your number five? All right, let's do it. So number five, uh, this is a band that went away for a little bit, went on hiatus. And then there was rumblings that they were going to return mm-hmm. because they did a Bernie Sanders rally. They played at it of and course. they did some new material. And people got excited. Yeah. And they're like, wait, is this happening? Like, are, are you guys coming back? Then they release a single. It was a really good single. And then they release another single. There's another really good single. And then they release an album, and it's a really good album. I'm talking about The Strokes with a new Abnormal. Just, just in in an era where like rock music is like dead, essentially, just hearing such a great rock album is absurd. You know, just like, and I'm mm-hmm. saying like, not like an it's it, it's it, it leans more towards like rock than like it's tip than their typical like alternative or indie. It still is in that space, but it's just so. There's so much just like guitar driven moments and yeah, like Rick Rubin's production is just a perfect choice for it too, where the songs on the thing are just like some of my favorite of the year. Like it's just, it, it's so good. Um, for example, I think like there, there's barely a song that I would say this year was better than selfless by them. Oh my gosh. Just beautiful. Um, the adults are talking. It's just such a good intro to this album. And it just gets you ready for like how off the walls and zany this thing's going to be. And it's right. just like from this, uh, from this aggressive bass line, just coming with like a dun, 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 and just like leading you right in. It's, um, yeah, it's very hard. Like it's considering the genre, right. That they're working in. It's yeah. like, and especially because of the break and all of that stuff, you're just sort of like, those two factors usually mean you usually end up with a Pearl Jam when that happens. Yes, exactly. 
you usually end up with a Pearl Jam more than you end up with the Strokes. That's the thing that's very impressive about this to be that late in your you'd career. You'd be so happy to get a Stroke. Okay, that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> I also want to point something out to you. I love this album so much. It's only nine songs, and like yeah, I think, it, like it's not I've... that long, but it it feel it's like it feels long. And I don't, I want to say feels long in a good way. It's such a fulfilling like listen. Honestly, you yeah. come out of it like that was it. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy. It's so proficient for what like for having only nine songs. It's so proficient. I think like seven out of the nine of them are just like hits, just amazing, you know. And yeah, no, it, it's I from what I've heard of it, like the couple tracks, it's very well put together. It's crazy. It's it's absurd. I it, it's it's to make your return to music with just that is just unfair. Like yeah, after years, it's unfair off, to like it's like Jordan like, right. taking the the break, right, and then coming yeah. back and being amazing. It's like really, dude. Yeah, they literally hadn't released an album in seven years, and like the 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 one from like seven years ago, I'm pretty sure is considered to be like one of their like lesser albums. Yeah, so they left on like a meh note anyway. Yeah, so like at least like nine years since they did anything that was like crazy, like people really loved. Crazy, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, just. The Strokes, the new abnormal, they just really just re-cement, cemented why they were just like one of the most important uh, bands in indie in the early 2000s and why they shaped rock music like they had for so long, too. Yeah. Um, Good job. Strokes yeah. coming in at number five with like, like you said, like a really impressive like return album. Yeah. Incredible. Number four. Uh, this is a... This is a group, a hip hop group that made my list last year as well, which make back to back lists is very impressive. And I think there's only one. Yeah, there's only one other uh, one other artist that did that um, this year as well, which I'll get to. Um, but it's clipping with visions of bodies being burned, uh, which is a sequel to their album. There exists an addiction to blood. And dear God, they, like they just they they continue with like this horror movie rap. And yeah. it's just it the David Diggs voice is just so perfectly suited for it. Where he just you get like such like such details of everything going on. And like there's like literally a song, I think what is this like looks like meat, hang on. Um clipping. Yeah, there's this one song. Uh, looking like meat. It's literally just David Diggs being like, I'm a vampire. <laughs> it's just so, it's so great. Um, Check the Lock is just like this great song about just being like incredibly like scared and paranoid and just like trying to like play it off because you want to act like you're a tough guy, you know? But like, you're just like, I gotta keep checking the lock, making sure everything's locked. Um, Enlacing, which is like the second to last track, it's the last song and the second to last track on the album, is just one of the most perfect songs I think I've ever heard. It's crazy how good, yeah, just how well produced it is. So, like I said, Savage Mode 2 had like horror ish elements. This one's like a full blown horror album. Oh, yeah. And literally released a week before Halloween. Like, they, you know, you know, they know what they're doing with it. It's also, I'm awesome. convinced Pitchfork just hates clipping. Yeah, I don't get why. Like, they keep, they keep underrating their albums. It's ridiculous um even like the the first track they released off this album which this was incredibly clever too is that they um they released the one song say the name which the like all of the last album was about 
just like horror movie type things. You know, a lot of this album is too. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Save the Name is that it's all stuff that happens in like real world America today. And like the idea, like that's the horror. I was yeah. like, oh my the God. The greatest that's monsters crazy. of them all are just regular people. Yeah. I was like, that's such a crazy thing to just le- like as a lead single and the second track on the just album. Just in your like, face. Oh my God. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It, it's David Diggs and Clipping are just so good together. And they, again, if they ever put, whenever they put out music, I'm going to be there right away to hear it because they are just so good. Yeah, so that is my, that is my number four. Then number three is a, I think they're probably the least known act on here for my list, at least. Um, them are clipping, I guess, but I think probably them more. Um, so this is a band that's released one of my favorite albums ever before with all at mm-hmm. once back in 2012, I believe. And they had taken a pretty long hiatus of about five years, I think. Um, uh, and in that time, uh, they kind of took time to reflect one of their main members left and, you know, they kind of like had to adjust, but, and this album that came out is like, if you remember supermarket, which I, heavily made fun of on this podcast for being a very bad yes. book and also a very bad soundtrack to a book this album is bizarro supermarket it's a really good soundtrack to a really good book and that is hollywood park by the airborne toxic events yes this, sir mikhail jolay the lead singer and uh front man and writer of most of their most of their member of the resistance a member of the resistance yes um this man is one of the best songwriters in rock music right now he's just yeah very emotional like yeah, i just felt ev- everything i've heard on that album dude. Every, everything he writes just has so much emotion just so like just so so much of his life is just put onto display in this um and it's he he can write from different perspectives too like because there's the one track brother how was the war which is lit, yes. which is written from the perspective of his dad in prison writing. It's literally taking lines and just barely like adjusting them from his letters of pri- from prison to his uncle. Mm. And it's just like it's some insane songwriting and just he uh, really. Like, I mean, he's had a pretty wild life, but like he really taps yeah. into his personal experience. Yeah, it's in 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 an album in a in a history of him making personal songs and personal albums, this is the most personal yet. And it's, yeah, it's a book. incredible. Yeah. And there's a book literally detailing his whole life. Um, and just how crazy it's all been. And what I really do appreciate now is similar to how the book ends on a positive note, the album after all kind of like the darker and, you know, all these themes about just, you know, like wanting to escape and wanting to run away. It ends with the yeah. song true, which kind of says just like, I found this happiness and I found it with this woman who like, uh, who's now his wife and he's had a family with now and just being like, you know, there was a happy ending to this whole thing. You know? Where, where is common touch in the track listing? That is the third to last track. And that song is banger central. That song is like, whenever I hear it, I want to like be at a bonfire and just be drunk. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think it like, that if this was a more popular group, that would be a bar song forever, you know? Yeah, because it, it like it has a great it. progression. Like it starts off really soft and then it gets really like he gets really animated. Yeah. And then it like kind of eases up. Isn't it about his dad dying? 
it's about his relationship with his dad and that's where it ultimately leads yeah at the end where it's like you know it yeah. like it, it really hits because it gets really aggressive and then it goes back to being soft when he talks about getting the call and yeah oh yeah man. it's painful dude like you feel every word man sings like for real yeah. <laughs> common touch the common touch is also one of my favorite songs of the year it's just so perfect yeah i've also um, been uh real quick uh what yeah. al- what song what album is gasoline from oh gasoline that's uh from their debut the airborne toxic event their self-titled debut yeah yeah that's a good song i've been listening to that fun. quite a bit yeah um yeah his voice and... hasn't changed much either like honestly like... oh yeah yeah he's like you know he's he's just he, he's been him it's just mccall that's what i'm saying because sometimes that happens where like a song the singer kind of starts to lose the way they used to sing and he, maybe yeah. he has but like he sounds pretty good even now oh I, so. yeah i was gonna say i think some of his best vocal performances he's ever done are on this too like it's just yeah it's, common touch it's... is absurd yeah, Common Touch, um, all these engagements too has some of like these beautiful all at once notes. or something. I think. Oh, that was um. That's all at once was the now. one album. Yeah, that was no, the I'm old thinking, album. Uh, there's another song I have on the list, but like, yeah, no, he yeah. was, he's been, he's a he's a powerhouse, and the band is great. Like everything. Yeah. It's a, it's just it's such an earnestly put together album that I have yeah. no com com. Uh, yeah, so, just love this album very happy to have it on here and very happy that after a long hiatus that another band that i like just came back it was come on really out that's the song it. i was thinking of oh come on out's great too yeah um yeah and then at number two i have the, this is i think it's the only time we've had in both of our lists of song the song an album at the same place which my number no. two is freddie gibbs and alchemist alfredo we had uh 1985 at number one Wait, what? At, uh, both of us in 20 Oh, the 1975? 1975, my bad, yeah. 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 Oh, no, I meant for this year. I meant for this year. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's so this is the only one that's the exact same spot. Yeah. Yes. Freddie Gibson, The Alchemist, Alfredo. Just to kind of just say what Vassan said again. <laughs> just perfect. Just so good. Like, he's just, he's just great. Freddie just he, can't be stopped. He's horny for Scotty Beam and then just released a song <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah. The, the dude is just ridiculous. He cannot be stopped. And again, this is, in my opinion, his best that I've heard yet. And that's insane considering he was already just like one of the best rappers around. So I'm not going to go too much more into it because I think Vasant really nailed it and everything. But just if Freddie Gibbs puts out a project, just listen to it. It's going to be amazing. You know, his, man, I'm telling you, dude, him and Alchemist got to do something again because the production oh, yeah. is just so perfect for him. Get me, get me like the sequel, like Fettuccine or something, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> Fettuccine or something. Uh, it's just, it's Eggplant so, Parmesan, so whatever they want yeah, to do. Parmesan. <laughs> Chicken parm. <laughs> sequel out. Just Cannoli. Get, cannoli. <laughs> just get, give me more Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist together. They're just so good together. Him, yeah, he has elite producer selections, whether it's him and Madlib or him and... Which uh, speaking of Madlib, I I completely forgot that Madlib must that must have been rough. Uh, MF Doom, yeah, with MF away. Doom, yeah. I was gonna say some of his best work is Doom. with him, right? Yeah, yeah. We lost uh, one of the greats of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Right before but, the new uh, year, we found out, but he's been gone for a few months now. Actually, apparently, but, yeah. It's nice to see that people who probably respect and worked with him and like are even maybe somewhat inspired by him continue to carry on sort of the style of like some of the aspects of what he did with music. And I mean, yeah. Alfredo's right here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
All right. Um, now, Vasant, do you have any honorable mentions for your list? Yeah, I have a couple. I'm going to go. Uh, if you want to go, I just have to pull it up on the because I looked through the our spreadsheet and I like made notes. Yeah. So. Yeah, you go ahead. Um, I, as uh, my first honorable mention here, I will say Cause Descendants of Cain. I yeah, told I remember Vassan, you really liked that one. I told Vassan, there was like a such a hard fight for the number four spot or number 10 spot in this list where i was like i cannot like i was having such a hard time choosing um the sentence of kane ka just has a certain way of rapping uh that he just he he just just feels like he's in your head while you're listening and he can he relates his own life to the life of being like a descendant of cain which in the bible cain is the brother of abel and the son of adam and eve uh, the first children of those who started creation in the Bible and Cain kills Abel and runs away and he feels like he's a descendant of Cain like he's been taken away yeah. and he's this forgo- like kind of forgotten people you know mm. uh, and he relate he has he ties in a lot to relating to Cain and just a lot of biblical allegories and things in this album they're all very good um, it's just barely barely missed out and what also barely, barely missed out for me, too, was RTJ4. I was going to say, 4. Run the Jewels 4 was tied in rating with the number 5-4. So. Yeah, it, like, it's just more of, um, it's just more of RTJ doing what they do best. Just They're also like Freddie Goose. They can't miss. Yeah, They've literally they not miss. made a bad project together. They, they can't miss. They, they've had an amazing run so far. Four albums deep and no, nothing bad. Like just And this one especially really fit the mood when mm-hmm. it came out, right? Because like, yeah. civil rights and the pandemic, everyone is just mad and irritated. We'd also been we'd been waiting for it for so long. Yeah, too. they kept pushing it back. Like, I think <laughs> and since I guess like they... 2018, like they've been teasing it. Yeah, and they released it, I think, at the right time where they, I think they realized, like, this is the time for this type of music. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anything I, else? I have two more honorable mentions because th- these are all these, these, uh, these albums were all these four albums, I'm about to say, all were just like just missed at number 10. They were fighting for the bottom, like yeah. the 10th spot. Yeah. Uh, number four, I had Taylor's uh, number, my number three. Uh, I will mention here, and these aren't in particular order. They're all just like basically equal in my mind. Uh, Taylor Swift's Folklore, which was a very hard cut as well. Um, Taylor's mm. best album to date, definitely. Um, in my opinion, definitely her best album to date. 1984 is also really good. Um, but she just, she killed it on this and it was just the perfect <laughs> album at the perfect time. Completely. Yeah, we have a great episode with Taylor Swift expert Lindsay. On, yeah, exactly. Uh, Go listen to that, and we did ever more recently. So please, that's actually the last episode that's technically yeah. published right now. So, so if you want to go take a listen to that, go ahead. Yep. yep. Uh, and my last honorable mention here is a uh, Sawayama by Rina Sawayama. Mm. Uh, that another just this is a, this is a debut from Rina Sawayama, singer songwriter, pop artist, and also has a song on here that sounds like could be on a System of a Down album. Uh, which was kind of really dope. Um, this is an album with incredibly high highs and just a few songs that were just like, if it was trimmed off, would it would have been better, you know? Um, but the songs on here that are really good are really, really, really good. And 
for this to be her debut, I just like I incredibly high expectations going forward here. It's incredible. So that's my honorable mentions. Uh, yeah, for me, I'll throw Pray for Paris, uh, which mm-hmm. Aiden already talked about. And then I will also throw in, because uh, I guess on a technicality, it doesn't qualify. But I think Unlocked was really good. Yes, yes. Unlocked does not technically qualify because it was an EP, but Unlocked was great, which is uh, Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. And they said, so Denzel has said he never likes making sequels to albums. So like he doesn't like doing the same album. And I get that. Like he doesn't want to just make the same yeah. type of music again. But he has said that him and Kenny are definitely like going to work again. So which we might great. see another collab project. They, they complement each other perfectly. And we've mentioned MF Doom. He said him and Kenny, like MF Doom was like a huge thing that was like inspiring a lot of what Unlocked is. And I think you can see that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it it it, comp- it very much feels like uh, MF Doom could have been involved in this type of album. Like you could have wrapped on one of these beats. Yeah, but those are some honorable mentions. Some good music this year, honestly, despite the year being shit and a lot of music not coming out or being pushed back or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... Without further ado, you want to just get to our number ones? Yeah, sure. Uh, how about you go ahead first? Yeah, Aiden already knows my number one is because I texted him saying this album's a 10 after I finished yeah. listening to it. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, Aiden already talked about it. It's the Open Mike Eagle album, Anime, Trauma, and Divorce. Um, I said it, I'll say it again. No one really captures the human condition quite like Open Mike does. Uh you know, even if like I'm 21, so yeah, I've not been through divorce or anything like that, but I, it just, you connect with aspects of what he writes about, whether, and like, he writes a lot about just like insecurity stuff, like, you know, not liking how he, not liking the fact he kind of has a dad, he has a dad bod or like how he looks in his Mm -hmm. sweatpants or, or getting sweatpants that don't fit and being annoyed by it. You know, it's, it's like, you might think that's mundane, but he right he like weaves it all together in a way that's not only entertaining but then you relate to it because it's just everyday shit um yeah absolutely you know and it, you're feeling insecure because of stuff like that or the funny like the funny way he talks about like his divorce through this incident involving a black mirror episode or you know anime is a coping mechanism getting lost in these fantasy worlds and pretending to be a joe star and people of color aren't well represented in anime anyway and the animes that try and do that or when people try and cosplay a lot of xenophobia a lot of racism gets thrown their way so that's kind of captured there i think it's really dope his son is on this album <laughs> yeah yeah Lil i was about to say uh little ace the infamous ace as he calls yeah. him at one point yeah, it was, it, that's really wholesome and like cute and like yeah, I, I can't just, believe I forgot to talk about that when I was talking about it. That's such a yeah. great aspect. And the last song being like, it's like a freestyle on like a yacht or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like on a cruise or something that they go on. But... 15, 20 feet ocean nah. 15, 20 feet ocean nah. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really wholesome. And at the end of the day, 2020 was a weird, bizarre year. And, you know, a lot of weird, bizarre things happened to people. And a lot of weird and bizarre things happen to open Mike Eagle and he raps about it really well. Um, what the fuck is self-care is a great song because what oh, is that's it? awesome. Yeah. Because he makes fun of like, you know, like, yeah. And I agree. Like the way people talk about self-care, it's like good lotion, good smells, <laughs> bubble baths and massages. It, it, he's right. That's kind of like the sort of like maybe social influence or Instagrammy way people talk about it. 
mm-hmm. but no one talks about like the real hard facts of like it being different from everyone how do you find what works for you how do you find the ways to cope to begin with do you go to a therapist how do you know if it's right for you there's a lot of stuff that needs to be addressed but like you know you know what i mean like the like fucking spiritual hippie people they just do some yoga and you know sniff like pine cones or something it's like the uh jake paul tweet what was it, it was like if you have anxiety like you can control it's like just control t- it go take a walk drink some water <laughs> it's like thanks jake i didn't think that's what I mean, social influencer type yeah. of stuff that's a good one and then i think the last one i'd mention is uh give me one second i need to go look at that oh go. yeah if, uh he says on one of the songs it's october and i'm tired and yeah. that one hit that line hits really hard because like yeah it was like i realized like, everyone realized like we're exhausted we've been told to function normally in virtual work and virtual school environments while the world continues apparently to just be a a mess or at least our country and we're tired like you realize how tired you are and like that's what i'm saying like even if it's about his experience and his what's going on in his life will with like you know cleverly written and funny and all of that stuff it still somehow manages to connect to your experience in some way. So for that alone, you know, I, I liked, uh, I have one of his albums on vinyl. Uh, I have to be smart. I can't just buy every album I like on vinyl. Otherwise I'd be <laughs> yes. Uh, but there was one that I, I really liked cause I was related to it. It was, I think like an EP. Where is it? I can't find it. It was like something about like being stressed out or something or, Mm-hmm. like i get stressed oh it's like yeah the album's called what happens when i try to relax okay yeah and that one was so relatable too because it's like him basically just talking about how like he wants to take it easy but he literally can't like his mind won't let him and i think a yeah. lot of people can relate to that like not knowing how to just stop you know yeah. so he deserves number one to me and i hope he continues to and he had an in aiden senses me he had an amazing like uh mf doom tribute freestyle oh yeah that was incredible uh i hope you like i don't think he will i hope like there's like a released version somewhere that i can just keep it saved but yeah because that lupe released a really good one too i didn't hear that i'll have to take a listen yeah that one's also not on spotify i think it's like a soundcloud or something gotcha yeah yeah so anyway you go ahead and do your number one yeah before that i just i i want to uh read the jake paul tweet i referenced because i found it (laughs) um so this is what we the song are referencing Remember, anxiety is created by you. Sometimes you gotta let life play out and remind yourself to be happy and that answers will come. Chill your minds out. Go for a walk. Talk to a friend. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. <laughs> like, you really thought you did something. Ah, <laughs> oh, darn. Did you, hear, did you lose me? No, no, I heard you. Okay, good, okay. I, like, literally short-circuited because I was just like... <laughs> That man really thought he did something. He really thought he did something. All right. And now to wrap up our double recording day. And it's not actually quite done because we we gotta record a little some little mini something after too as long as yeah. Um and that'll be when that comes out, you guys will you guys will know. Um but my best album of the year, and I think this is you know what's interesting too. Um between the three years we've done this with each of my best albums of the year have been from different artists and different genres too that's good it's diverse i had 
1975, which is indie. So like an indie alternative type. Um, the Lost Boy from Corday, which was hip hop. And now for this one, at number one, I have Charlie XCX's How I'm Feeling Now from Pop. Look at that, Vasan. Look at oh. that. Aiden's got range. I got range, apparently. Look at that. Incredible range. This is just... Charlie XCX has just become very good very quickly. She's not just the girl who was on Fancy. Yes. Do not do not give, just give her that. She has very much evolved. It's funny how um, at that time, I think Iggy Azalea was probably projected to be the bigger, more sustainable star, and that's just not yeah. what happened. Let's check this out. Uh, Charlie's got 7 million monthly listeners. And how much does Iggy have? 7.5 million. Oh, well, they're, they're keeping pace at this point, but, you know, we'll see. Um, so last year, Charlie XCX released uh, Charlie, which I thought was really good. And I really liked it. And basically all I thought about was like, this is awesome. I think it just needs to be trimmed a bit more, just a little bit more quality control, you know? Right. And that's what I got on how I'm feeling now. Just 11 mm-hmm. songs that I love that I was just, the songs are eclectic and crazy and wild and just perfect. Just, and it, it's very funny too, that she basically created my album from the year of, of the year from her apartment. Like, that's very impressive quarantine it's like how we create this amazing podcast from our homes but exactly right yeah it's just it's an accomplishment and i just gotta tell you like i i think char <clears throat> excuse me i think charlie just is gonna keep going up from here you know like i just she's just become so good so quickly i just can't even fat <clears throat> sorry i just got some stuck in my throat <laughs> I mean, nah, man, she got you choked up because of how good her album is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's songs like Pink Diamond, Claws, and Detonate, Seven Years, C2.0, Anthems, Visions. I finally understand just these great, great songs I love. And I'll tell you that I am very happy that I got this album this year. And it's just a nice, bright spot in this terrible, terrible year. Yeah, she's very talented, and I'm pretty, I'm, like, it's really nice, like, even though, like, I don't listen to her that much, but, like, yeah, I've heard some of her stuff, and, like, it's nice to see, like, prog- I always like seeing people progress and get better in any yeah. avenue of life, music, sports, just personal shit, like, health and all that, so good for mm-hmm. her, man, and I'm glad, like, despite how bad 2020 was, you know, it's really easy to make a worst albums list, you know? Yes, it's always easy. bad music, but despite the year, I'm glad there was good music that we could talk about and make a nice list with. So thanks yeah. to anyone who made music this year, even if we trashed on it. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for giving something to occupy me with no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> even you, Justin Bieber. Yeah, even you with changes. Thank you for giving me something that I could just like hate in that moment so I felt <laughs> something. <laughs> And thank you, Nav, for just being Aiden's personal. No, 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 I'm not going to thank Nav, actually. (laughs) (laughs) He's still my Lex Luthor, definitely. Uh, like I, I, I just see him in the, I just see him in the lab each time, just looking at like his, just hearing back his bars and just going like, oh, Aiden's gonna hate this one. <laughs> he ain't ready I for this it. one. Rubbing yeah, his he ain't hands. ready for this. I'm like, oh no. But uh, yeah, uh, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you for sitting through. If you've listened to both both recap episodes, worst mm-hmm. and best albums of 2020. Thank you for listening to us all of 2020. I know we're in 2021 now, but it needs to be yep. said. We appreciate the support we've got. 
you know, like Aiden said, I think in the when we were doing the worst one, it's been three years. You know, we started the podcast with an album recap and we're still doing one two years later. Yeah. So and just to give you guys a quick update and like what's going to happen in the next few weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're yeah, we're taking a week off from the podcast no matter what. Like that just as like yeah, a season so break. Real quick. Also, Aiden. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll talk to you about this, this thing later. Uh, yeah. So this is being recorded Friday. What is it? January 8th. Yeah. Yeah later that week or later like next week so like early next week you'll probably get the worst one and then you'll get a space and then the best one something like yeah. that and then the week after that you'll get probably nothing i think that's the week we'll be like yeah there might be a cinephile that comes out but i'm not gonna like promise that either um yeah, but like there is a hillbilly that, one that's i think you've got yeah it's... Hill, hillbilly elegies i ha- i will say that i have a hillbilly elegy cinephile episode that's cooking up right now it may or that's may not be out by the time these are out we don't know yeah it's close to completion i'll say that okay um but yeah so uh Vasanth, like you said on twitter he's gonna take a little bit of a break potentially from uh, it'll be as long or short as it needs to be man i can't answer yeah. that question <laughs> during that time we are still gonna be doing half and half episodes i'm going to be the main host i'm going to bring on co-hosts and kind of rotate around a little bit some of your favorite I guess yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and bring on some of your favorites. Maybe I'll have a new co-host, you know, someone you haven't had on before. I'm still going to be making cinephile episodes. I have yeah. one, like I said, Hillbilly Elegy, I almost have complete. I have another one with a fan favorite guest uh, that's going to come out after that. And then I have another one that I'm going to do on my own that I know for sure, too. Okay, see? So, so we got a lot of stuff cooking up for y'all. Yeah. And when Vasanth comes back, of course, we're going to uh, have a big old party and celebrate, you know. It'll but, be uh, business as usual when we come back. You know? Yeah. But until then, I will be the one holding down the fort and I will be, you know, I will be. This is this is essentially a power grab by me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's actually a company move. Yeah, this uh, is a com- this is a corporate I gave move. Aiden the LLC. Yeah, exactly. It, it was a very dumb move by Vasanth when we started this. He gave me the LLC. I don't know what type of fool he is, but you know what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So th- this is the start of me just taking over the whole brand, obviously. So, you know, it's going to be. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. So thank you guys for listening over the past year. Thank you if you listen to these episodes. Um, and yeah, hopefully, you know, you guys are cool. You understand what's going on. So yeah, these will come out. There'll be a week with probably nothing. And then. You know, Aiden will come back and man the ship, and I'll be back. So, hope I'm thinking sooner rather than later. We'll see how things go. But um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think we're good. Uh, anything you want to say, Aiden? Or stay creamy. Thank you for everything in 2020, guys. You yeah. were a bright spot in such a terrible year for us. I'll yeah, y'all, that. y'all were great. So stay. Keep your head up. Stay creamy. Peace out. <laughs>